This week on Extinction Event, fungus. We'll talk about outbreaks following extinction events, the cordyceps fungus on The Last of Us, and a bunch of other fungus stuff. Topical. <laughs> Stay tuned. Did you ever feel so bad inside? Welcome to Extinction Event, Jack. Thank you, Melissa. Thanks for being here. As always, fungus this week. This caught me off guard. I didn't know you were doing fungus, and <laughs> I'm excited to see where it goes, because fungus is having a moment right now in pop culture. It and is. Outside of Last of Us, really? which, you know, is a zombie show, it's just regular zombies, except instead of, you know, the virus that infects everybody is a fungus. Right. It's a mushroom. We're going to talk about it. And outside of that, I mean, just mushrooms are kind of having a moment in general. Right. There was all those documentaries on Netflix. Mm-hmm. That's all it takes. There's for... the guy with the funny hat who's <laughs> like, I think it was like grown out of a mushroom, like literally. What? He's like, this is mushroom leather. I don't know. Mushroom I might be making that. <laughs> and you're wearing this, like, what is this guy's uh-huh. hat? But he's like the mushroom expert guy and he's hawking mushrooms and growing stuff. He grew like a mushroom that'll like, It'll be bait and the ants will come out and eat it and then bring it back to the queen and then no more ants. That's the kind of stuff he's doing. Okay. (laughs) That's, that's, um. I'm just saying mushrooms are having a moment. They are indeed having a moment. If you know. If you know about mushrooms, (laughs) you're about to get so popular. (laughs) Yeah. I know there's a ton of TikTok accounts that have mushrooms. Yeah, about growing your own mushrooms. And Finding them. Yeah. There, I forget how many you can have um, hallucinations from, but there's quite a few, I guess. Probably. Yeah. And if you are listening and you haven't seen The Last of Us, that is a series. It's on HBO, I believe, right? Yes. Yeah. It's called The Last of Us, and it's about, it's an apocalyptic kind of story about a fungus that takes over humans makes the jump from the the mushroom what mycelium is that how you say mycelium yeah takes makes the jump from the mycelium kingdom to humans and mammals and just basically takes over their brains uh, well, I don't want to get too much into it because we will talk about it okay but I was just saying if you haven't seen it, it's that is what it's about. And I highly recommend it. It's based off of a video game that was also really popular, but Jack will tell you he doesn't know why. I'm not a huge video game. I like video games and I tried to play it. It was just so boring and maybe it gets better. But I just feel like in general, because maybe like three video games in all of existence has had an okay story, even if there's one that's like, all right. Everything gets to blown up like it's the greatest thing ever. And it's like, it's fine. (sighs) We just need stuff to do. Anything to escape reality. We'll sign up for it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I didn't really play it, but the series is not boring. It takes you on a lot of emotional, a lot of emotional downs, (laughs) but yeah, it's worth it. It's really good. 
well, let's talk a little bit about fungi or fungus. I I really didn't figure out how to properly use. You can use fungi. I think that's the proper. Well, fungi are everywhere, but strangely, we don't often think about them. They live in our guts, in our moldy bathrooms, on our old bread, and then sometimes they'll just like pop up overnight in a grassy patch, which is oh, like, how do they do that so fast? You tell me, <laughs> mushroom expert. I just said I didn't. I didn't do as much research as I should have, but I want to. I might just go down. I might just do mushroom podcasts after this. So I'm. We kind of take them for granted. For instance, yeast and penicillin, too. Some of the two most boring fungi. <laughs> but there's a lot of good that they do for us. And um, nobody wants to hear about the good things they do for us. We want to hear about the ones that make you trip out (laughs) and the ones that make you grow from a tiny little plumber to a giant one. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I don't know about the plumber part. And I actually didn't do a whole lot about the tripping, the ones that make you trip out. Everyone just feel free to. Fast forward to the end. Yeah. Maybe there's something good. Isn't there a Netflix documentary you could watch on that? Probably. Okay. What am I, Netflix guy? A question for you, Jack. You know that fungi live on humans. Everybody kind of knows that, right? Live on humans? Yeah. We have fungus on us. It, it's just like fungus among us? Fungus among us. <laughs> on us. Uh, they're on our bodies. Uh. You didn't know that? Okay. Uh, there's around 200 types of fungi that live on us. Okay, all the like germaphobes are freaking <laughs> out right now. This, okay, the, I, you won't know this. And where would you guess is the location on our bodies that they like to colonize the most? I don't want to say. You don't want to say? <laughs> okay, okay. I think we can insinuate what you mean there. Uh, our ears. <laughs> It is not. Is it like eyelashes, like those little tiny oh. bugs that live on your eyelashes? No, everyone's got them. And I know. I had those pretty bad when I was a kid. I remember eye junk. I is don't it... know about that. <laughs> okay, I don't have them anymore. Okay. okay. Anyway, it's the feet. The feet. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah I've seen some ads. <laughs> <laughs> right the banner ads i've seen those that, yeah uh, they got little fungus guys mm-hmm. living between the toes right they pop up they're like yellow and goopy so in general that's where you're gonna find the most i'm looking at my feet right now and it makes sense right. yeah <laughs> they're closest to the fungi by looks um and relation to the ground i don't want to look over at those right now um the heel is the most popular portion of your foot you can find 80 types there under your toenails would be the next i which is i thought that would be the top because those uh banner ads that you accidentally look at are always the toenails yeah uh, you can find 60 varieties there and then the next would be just in between the toes there's 40 that can grow so usually they're harmless, but if they 
kind of start overgrowing and get out of control, that can and lead to infections like athlete's foot, mm. which is pretty common. Yeah, I've had that once or twice when I was more of an athlete. But yeah. Why is it when you're, because it's just like sweaty down there? Or... Yeah, it's kind of the perfect conditions for fungus to grow. Moist. S- moist and sweaty and gross. Yeah, dark. They are one of the six kingdoms of life. <laughs> you know, the six kingdoms being plant, animals, fungi, protists, archaebacteria, and eubacteria. Oh. Uh, we don't really pay attention to those other ones that much, being in the animal kingdom and feeling superior. Yeah. But those protists, those are simple organisms that don't fit into those other categories like animals, plants, or fungi. The U bacteria, that's EU bacteria. Mm-hmm. Those are the most common organisms on the planet, and they're found on most surfaces. So that's just like a kind of bacteria. Okay. Uh, archaebacteria, those are called the ancient bacteria. They've been around for a long time. They can survive in really harsh conditions. And then fungi and plants would be the next these are the true survivors these are who ultimately inherit the earth fungi and humans Mm, fungi bacteria and probably fungi yeah it's so crazy i mean we don't we still don't know we know nothing yeah i mean because it's like all of this fits together and we have to thank those other kingdoms for even being here because we've like developed from them. In fact, like at one point, fungi and humans shared a common ancestor. Like if you go back that far yeah. in the animal kingdom. So fungi are actually more closely related to animals than they are plants. That's crazy. Yeah. Like they can technically breathe and they don't use photosynthesis. And we also share genes with them. Which just is crazy. And it made me think of The Last of Us. If you've seen it, at one point, there's this really intense mushroom person. (laughs) Mushroom monster. Which took me out of it. Because I was like, this is kind of jumping from, I don't know. It was like, before that, everything was acting like a fungus. And now it's like, I don't know, it like breeded with animals. Yeah. Up until this point where they bring out the mushroom man. The fungus that takes over your body sort of controls you like you're a zombie. Mm-hmm. And it, you're just, you look like a zombie, but you got mushrooms growing out of your head. Yeah. To put it simply. But then all of a sudden, a few episodes into the season, they. Spoiler re- alert. I, okay, dude. Yeah, there are spoiler alerts. The mushroom man. I, I don't think it'll ruin it for you, but this this crazy mushroom big muscly mushroom person (laughs) he doesn't really look like the other ones it just he appears (laughs) yeah and i'm like is that what's gonna happen are we since we share these genes are we at some point going to become that's what you thought when you saw it Uh, well that's what i heard that we had shared genes with fungi i was like okay is this well maybe those genes are the ones that are really receptive to steroids and you can give mushrooms some steroids and it'll beef them up. Right. Beefcake, you know. Like. That particular 
person was still hitting the gym even though the world had ended. It was like there yeah. was an equinox nearby and it was it could have been just that it's like you know there are the strongman competitions a lot of those people probably got um, yeah they probably turned into zombie mushroom guys and they just kind of hey this guy's big and strong he can go be a crazy monster i don't know the gauntlet they're like he will now lead kansas city mushroom people i don't know mushroom politics i don't either yeah and it's frankly a little insensitive for us to insinuate that we do, but yes. Anyway, crazy. I didn't know that, and I think because we know fungi are different from plants, but at the same time, you kind of just throw them into that plant category, unless you're a scientist, right? Yeah, the average person's just like a mushroom's a plant. What are you talking yeah. about? It's in a forest. But they actually emit CO2. You know, like they technically breathe like humans. And um, they digest stuff. That's how they move, right? They they eat their surroundings and move. So that's very unplant-like and, and more human-like. The largest living organism on Earth today is a fungus named the humongous fungus, also known as the honey no, mushroom. No, it's not. It's, it's got a bunch of nicknames. Okay. Because it's an organ. And that it, I think I've heard about this. Yeah. Usually it's on like a list of like mm-hmm. <laughs> along with the redwood forest and some other crazy tree that's in the desert. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those. It's like it's a like four thousand years list. old or something. Yeah. It's um they estimate it's lived at that location for around ten thousand years. I was gonna say another name they call it's the honey mushroom. Not sure why. It's located in the Maller Forest in Oregon. So it covers around 3.5 square miles. Whoa. And if you weighed it, it would maybe be 32,000 tons. What? Yeah. I was just, it's, it just keeps growing and growing underground. And most of it is underground, which is, you know, we don't see that. We just see what's above ground. And, what you see above ground is actually the reproductive organs of the fungus. <laughs> the rest of the fungus, that's the mycelium, and that's the network of fibers underground that are eating up everything. Those mushrooms that come out, that's when... Those what? are the sex organs. Okay. So- <laughs> How it reproduces. How it makes little babies. The spores and stuff, right? Yeah. Exactly. And how do they move? How does fungi move from, you know, once it's above ground like that? Uh, Well, air currents can take it places. Or if it gets on people or animals, that serves as like a little uh, ferry boat. (laughs) Or, you know, by simply just growing and expanding that way. They are the great decomposers of our world. They digest nutrients from the surroundings and they grow when they do, but they also provide resources for other organisms to thrive and which will eventually help bring more complexity to life on Earth as we know it. Mm -hmm. They sort of start- They're the recyclers. Yeah. And they can eat through rock. Whoa. They're pretty cool. Most fungi can't infect humans. Because of our warm body temperatures and our immune system. 
So people who are more susceptible to fungi infections usually have immunocompromised systems. Okay. Now, cordyceps, that is the fungus on The Last of Us. It's also known as the zombie ant fungus. It's a real fungus. Oh, okay. I've seen this on Nat Geo or one of those animal documentary things. On a couple of them, actually, if I'm being honest. But it's very cool. Yeah. And let me see if I can just summarize it before mm-hmm. you die. Mm-hmm. Fungus gets into their brain and then they control this ant to go up high as high as it can go and then it just kind of latches onto something and serves as like a nutrient base for the fungus to grow upward. Pretty yeah, I mean pretty much. I'm I'm impressed that you remembered that. I think I when watch he... a lot of TV. <laughs> you had it right. I don't have much to add to that, but when it infects ants and spiders, it'll drain the host completely of nutrients. And then it's going to fill that the body with spores hijack its muscles and essentially at that point the ant is a prisoner in its own body and it's like watching as the cordyceps is controlling it so it's moving its muscles to climb to a high spot like you said on a tree or a branch and it's kind of a combination of mind control and physical manipulation of like those muscle fibers mm-hmm so it's moving it up high, and the ant's like, what? I don't want to go up here. And then it stops, and it just stays motionless at this high vantage point while it grows that spore out of its head, and then it releases the spores, uh, infecting nearby ants, or it'll like wait for a bird to come and eat it, and it'll restart the cycle that way. So cool. It's pretty wild. Yeah. I mean, it sounds really bad. They hacked an ant. They hacked. <laughs> so That's the basis of Last of Us. Is that exactly. Take that whole principle and apply it to humans. Boom, done. And with The Last of Us, the whole thing is that because of the climate change, that cordyceps is able to adapt to warmer temperatures. Right now, a cordyceps, can't do that because it's too warm in our body you know it's evolved next to an ant for i don't know, probably millions of years to be able to do this mm-hmm. but it's a very specific body temperature um range there we're too hot but now that it's slowly adapting to a changing climate it might be able to infect us and that's what happens only you know it kind of happens overnight it's seemingly in the show, yeah. Uh, in the show. Which is cool. I don't care that they exaggerate it, and it's pretty inaccurate. Well, they talk about it. I looked up a bunch of forums and stuff on Reddit about why everybody, oh, this is not real. This would never happen. And, you know, one thing is that they don't spread through the mouth. Uh, Yeah, in the show, they're like... One zombie will come up to a person and then, like, open their mouth and, like, little, you know, spindly mushroom things will go into the uninfected person's mouth. And, of course, that's probably not how it's going to happen. It's for dramatic effect. Right. And so people are going, ew, gross. Yeah. Well, they can also get, if you're just You don't need a bunch one. of science nerds saying, well, technically. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. 
one other thing is that like they the whole connected through a network is also probably not very accurate um see that seemed believable to me but i don't know anything about cordyceps you want to shed some light on that well i you know they don't really talk about i kind of forget the first or second episode they talk about how well if you're in this part of the city and you wake up well just that they're connected networks so if you step on some cordyceps in this block that network of mycelium Mycelium. Mycelium? Mycelium can communicate to other parts of the city. That seems believable, right? I guess, but it, that would have to be one organism, wouldn't it? Yeah. So is are we saying that the Just cordyceps... Just like that big giant one you just talked about in Oregon. That's the way they kind of laid it out in the show. Yeah, okay. Maybe you guys are wrong about that. That does seem a little believable now that you say it like that so i'm gonna push back on that one you let those nerds in the forum <laughs> know that it could be plausible it's plausible yeah i think the biggest overall red flag that gets raised is that you need significant time to evolve this mechanism of control in a human body just like it didn't happen overnight with those ants it took a really long time so even though the climate is changing and getting warmer, right now we're talking like thousands of years at least would need to happen for the cordyceps to make that jump. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's legit criticism. And at that point, we probably would have noticed it. Starting I'm to creep up on us. Yeah. Our toe fungus is growing up towards your mouth. <laughs> trying to control your brains you're like hey no but so this whole idea of as the planet warms certain fungi will be able to adapt to warmer temperatures is a real thing it means we're looking at more fungi being able to infect us more efficiently they probably won't be able to control us more likely they can alter our behavior and they already can. Think about magic mushrooms. This is the stoned ape theory. What's the stoned ape theory? What? It's that, you know, back when we were just Neanderthals types of uh, humans. Early humans. Early humanoids. Okay. We would eat mushrooms off the ground and these mushrooms would hallucinate and kind of expand new neurons firing in our brains mm. to make us think outside of ourselves and really advance the brain and thought and just have introduced concepts of more than just eat, sleep, reproduce. I'm getting chills just hearing about that. And it, you know, is a pathway to religion and just more conceptual thinking outside Mankind That's is crazy. I buy it. I'm sold. I 100% believe that. And so our you know, early humanoids consumption of this kind of led to brain growth and helped in our evolution. That's the stoned ape theory. In my kind of like, oh, I read an article once and then now I'm rehashing it months later. So I might be totally wrong. 
that's okay. The, the, I, you don't come to Extinction Event for highly accurate, peer-reviewed information. No. In, no. So. But this is the same concept that's being used to like treat um, PTSD and stuff right. like that. It's it's basically kind of microdose these mushrooms and opens up these neurons and pathways that are closed down due to trauma and just connect help people in that way. <sighs> Once again. We know nothing though. That's what's cool. Like this is this whole yeah. fount of knowledge that we're just starting to tap into. You do seem to know a lot about magic mushrooms. I just from like that friend told there was you the something? Netflix thing in an article. Okay. Yeah. Well, back to in my trip to San Francisco. <laughs> back to back when I was a roadie with the dead. <laughs> okay, warming temperatures. So this is already happening. Uh, with fungus and uh, the valley fever is also called cochidiodomycosis cochidiodomycosis something like that okay it's uh, the valley fever is what it's called okay it grows in soil in california and the southwest and breathing dust from that dirt will get you sick and it's all over it's in like all california dirt this one fungus is um projected to kind of explode in the coming years as the planet warms. And you can see how, I mean, it's just going to be able to live in more places. Mm -hmm. and Expand its territory. Yeah, and yeah. in more quantities. So we're looking at, and not too far in the future, the soil just being thick with this. And we're going to be having a lot more valley fever from it. So that's one effect of how they're... It's not evolving. They're just... Um, Conditions are shifting to the yeah. more optimal. Right. Now, Candida auris already appears to be one of these early evolvers. This causes infection, including of the bloodstream, and it spreads between people and can live on hospital curtains and bedding. It's really difficult to treat. As of now, we only have around three treatments for fungi infections overall, and they aren't great. And they often would cause a lot of harm to us because of them being so closely related to us. And we basically have no medicine against it. it right? we, we're, we're not doing good on that. It's yeah. like antibiotics, stuff like that doesn't work because it's not the same. There's, I, I didn't go too far into it. Like I said, there's these three treatments. One of them might be kind of an antibiotic kind of thing. I'm not really sure. But it's not like, here, you're 100% going to get better. It's like, try it. Yeah. It might work. It yeah. might also like really hurt another part of your body. So it's not cool. And then, yeah, that's the ancient connection that we have with them when sharing those genes so actually back to what inspired this whole episode was that a listener had suggested this idea of fungus really exploding after extinction events. They proliferate yeah. following catastrophe, basically because there's a plethora of decaying vegetation. That's I wanted to talk about a couple of those way back not you know 1960s in a prehistoric era right 
So we know of five mass extinction events. The most famous of these happened around 65 million years ago. That's the one. At Jurassic Park. (laughs) That led to the extinction of the dinosaurs and many other terrestrial and marine species. We're pretty sure that event was caused by an asteroid impact at this point. After that impact, which is funny because I remember in the 90s, we still weren't totally sure. We were still debating. Do you remember that? About whether or not an asteroid... Asteroid. Asteroid, yeah. An asteroid wiped out the dinosaurs? Yeah. Maybe on the nerdy shows you were watching, but I was watching cartoons and... It was always an asteroid? Yep. Okay. Well, there were some other theories floating around... But I think at this point, we're like, yes, it was an asteroid. There's just too much evidence to say otherwise. So after that impact, the planet will undergo some pretty big changes. The atmosphere is toxic. It'll get colder. And these conditions will be very welcoming to fungus, who will thrive on all this dead vegetation. But in addition, the remaining dinosaurs, who are cold-blooded, will be highly susceptible to this massive fungus outbreak. Yeah. Whereas the small mammals will be better equipped to handle this because they're more warm-blooded and can regulate their own temperature. Which is, this is so crazy, but even today, reptiles suffer from more fungal diseases than mammals do. Because they can make that jump just because of the body heat. Yeah, they can infect them more easily. So after the dinosaurs, there's this long period where the fungus are thriving and just taking over. Think about humongous fungus. This is this is like times a million. This is the movie they were going to make before Jurassic Park. <laughs> There's just about the fungus? 64 million years ago. <laughs> When all the fungus take over and they were going to revive a giant fungus park. This is fungus park. (laughs) Humongous fungus park. (laughs) Not as cool. I mean, they're not going to really break out of enclosures. Enclosures. I don't know how to talk. So let's go back a little further. 250 Oh, I wrote 250 years ago. (laughs) 250 million years ago. There's another more mysterious extinction event. This will mark the transition between the Permian and the Triassic period. In the Permian, marine animals were top dog. In the Triassic, reptiles and the first dinosaurs are going to be king. This is also when Pangea was still around. <laughs> you remember? Cool, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so crazy. My favorite supercontinent. Pangea. Yeah. There's another one before that, too. Really? Yeah, it's called something else. Mm. Um, Proto-Pangea. <laughs> I forget. I, uh, so, yeah, Pangea is still there. And there's some big events happening that will lead to the obliteration of almost all life. Just life. Okay, so 96% of all species gone. That's That's a lot. A lot, okay. Almost three quarters of land animals, 
and I think almost all marine life. It's like up ninety percent plus gone. Okay, from this, and it, this puts an end to the Permian period. And we don't really know what caused this. We don't have. A, it wasn't an like a big event. Point two. It might have been, but it, maybe it was like a solar flare or something. Well, here's what they the crumbs of sort of evidence that they have is that we know there were some big lava flows, a possible sea level rise, maybe changes in the ocean circulation, or it's something called the big burp. No. <laughs> yeah. This is a phenomenon when large stores of methane on the seafloor are destabilized and set free. <laughs> if you will, okay. burping. This is a giant cow fart in the ocean. <laughs> there, were, So there's a few things happening there. A couple factors at play. Maybe it was the big burp. Maybe it was lava flows. There's something else that we don't know, I think, is happening. It, but it's just not as simple as a big asteroid. So... It's not really important, but what scientists have found is something interesting in the layers between the Permian and Triassic periods, the boundary layers. So that's um, the transition period. And for the dinosaurs, that transition period, we know that there's an asteroid. That's how we've, you know, we've found evidence of it there. Yeah. But for the Permian-Triassic, they've found this fungus Okay. Ooh. Yeah, it's called Reduvia sporinites. And its primary food source was dead trees, dead wood. And that might be a clue to the kind of catastrophe that led to that extinction event 250 million years ago. Something happened that made all the trees die. Yeah. And the fungus rose up and ate all the trees. And we have this geological record showing this event occur. Yeah, and we found evidence of the Reduvia sporonites all across Pangaea. This thing was like everywhere. One theory, maybe uh, there was like excessive volcanic activity and that released a lot of sulfur dioxide and other gases. So you've got this like thick atmosphere that's also highly acidified. And so when it rains, just all that together is going to kill trees. And, you know, the Reduvia sporonites, just loving that. And I, I mean, it sounds like a really bad time to be on Earth or on Pangaea. Not if you're fungus. Not if you're fungus. Uh, like, they were living it up like they were at a White Lotus, you know? <laughs> um, All You Can Eat Buffet. Is another HBO show, White Lotus. It's not an HBO pod. <laughs> This particular extinction event has been coined the Great Dying, and it wasn't really fast. It might have taken 600,000 years to play out. A really dark, really weird time for the planet where fungus were just thriving. I get it. Early on, you know, we all go through our, our weird phases, preteens, kind of, you know, yeah. everything's getting figured out. Fungus is growing where it shouldn't be. <laughs> You know, weird methane happening and you're pretending like it's not. We get it. We've been there. Give the planet a break, okay? I, I'm i accepting it. 
through all of its phases. I mean, they're just given all that time and all that just free reign. Think about the weird mushrooms that popped up. Dude, that's all I've been thinking about is what kind of weirdo Dr. Seuss kind of mushrooms have been popping up on a Pangea land that's just ripe with dead trees. Can you imagine? It would look like freaking Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Mushrooms, man. Mushrooms are delicious. (laughs) It made some good... Mushroom soup. You like mushrooms on pizza? I do, yeah. I mean, I, you know me, I, I, no topping kind of a person. Yeah, you're just a cheese pizza aficionado. But, but if there's a mushroom on there, you're not going to cry, throw a big fit. No, if someone's ordering, you know, the like supreme that has all the veggies and maybe a couple meats too, I'm into it. I'm not taking anything off. I'm not even, I'm keeping the onions on. What about you? Sometimes the onions can be a bit much and overpower the rest. But I, yeah, I leave it all on most of the time. There's something so good about your local pizza parlor that's got your basic supreme pizza. It's got a pretty thick crust and it's got all of that stuff on there. And as a kid, you normally are like, I'm not going to touch. No, really? Wait. As a kid. As a kid, I'm like, still into it. Vegetables. That's what I'm saying. It's the one time you're okay eating vegetables as a kid. Well, I think probably because when we were growing up, we had the Ninja Turtles putting all sorts of who knows what on their pizzas. So veggie pizza, it's not so crazy. With all of those veggies combined, it is a perfect pizza. And it's good for you. Do you think they have that kind of stuff in Italy? Just Yeah. 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 Back to the fungus. I'm going to just kind of skip through this. Uh, 440 million years ago. This is before a lot of stuff. Protubus protuberans are one of the earliest known fungi. And they're living at a time when the world is just bacteria and algae and uh, plants. They're living on river banks. And they can break down almost anything, even rocks. And these guys are crazy. They're like these really tall newbers. I don't know how to explain it. Like it's think What like, are you talking about? <laughs> okay, okay. It's like a big tree trunk looking thing, but at the top it's more like rounded off like a mushroom. Okay. Very phallic. I guess that's how I would describe it. But they're really tall and they're growing on the side of riverbanks, right? And they're eating away at the landscape, making the environment more fertile. Like basically plants are evolving into trees because of these people. Be people. (laughs) You ever heard the song Krongu Green Slime? No. Let me just give you a taste of it into the mic here. Before the land, before time, there was a time before land. Why is he talking when like the that? world was just slime? The world was just slime. And Krongu was the brand. Yes, Krongu green sludge. 
was the popular item. There might have been better sludges, but no one ever tried them. Okay, so you're... It's great. Krongu Green Slime by Jeffrey Lewis. Listen to the whole thing. It's basically what Melissa's talking about. Right, but instead of slime, it's a fungus. Yeah. It's the most popular fungus. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I'll excuse the very whiny vocals. If you're going to listen to Jeffrey Lewis, you need to excuse the, the, the whiny vocals okay. because he's a storyteller, man, and okay. it's great. I feel, I'm really judgy today, huh? Kiss. Yeah, I'm sorry. Apology accepted. Okay, I guess. Oh man, maybe I've got some fungus eating away at my oh, brain. Oh god. <laughs> okay. Okay. So they're these huge tree trunk looking things, and they were around 420 million years ago, and they live for around 70 million years. That is crazy to me. The world. For 70 million years, just had these giant tuber things. Mm -hmm. And you're like, yeah, that's the way it's always been. 70 million years. It's We like to look back and be like, oh, wow. Look how old the the redwood tree. Nothing. No. You're nothing. I know. This planet belongs to giant big tuber things. 70 million years. They were around so long that they saw the evolution of trees. Like trees didn't exist before they were there, and then they saw the evolution of them. Yeah. This is their planet. I They eventually do disappear, but again, the reason the trees are even there is kind of because of them. The way I understand it is they're eating away rocks and creating a more, you know, dirt and a more fertile environment for these other organisms to evolve this is the entropy that sustains life it's like nothing's going to be solid even rock forever something is going to break down something is going to bring it down to those base elements so something else can rise up and that's going to be fungus doing that this is the cosmic uh, you know contraction and the opposite of contraction yeah that happens over a timeline we cannot fathom. So if we bring it back. And who is the king of them all? The fungus. The fungus. Playing the long game. If you bring it back to the last of us, and let's say that humans infected by fungus, they take over all humans, and they take over all the world. Eventually, like, they're going to, eat away and break away at everything that was and give like the whole cycle starts over again yeah it's like some new form of human will eventually evolve and will be related to these fungus in some weird way right we'll see we'll see how the evolutionary choose your own adventure figures itself out i yeah you gotta be ready to sit down for 70 million years and yeah <laughs> hope you brought a book it's gonna be a while uh well those are we really talked about two extinction events and the fungus that followed them um and then we just sort of talked about some of the really early fungus here's just some other fungus talk some cool little things i found along the way i wanted to share yeah, you can show me these tidbits. 
fungus can and are taking over coffee crops. That's a problem for me. It's currently decimating them in South and Central America. And historically, it destroyed England's main coffee supply in the mid-19th century. This is what led them to making the switch to tea as their caffeinated beverage. Wow. Wow, yeah. You know, the World Baseball Classic is going on right now. Mm -hmm. Yes, I know. And Great Britain played the United States last night. And they were winning one to nothing, Great Britain. But this one player hit a double, slid in, and as his celebration, he pantomimed making a cup of tea. (laughs) And then he smashed the teacup. And I thought... That's so British. It's so good. It's so good. That's it was cool. one of the best little celebrations I've seen. Uh, well, I'm going to have like a nerdy baseball team in the baseball classic next year. We're going to like do some long, drawn out <laughs> pantomime about fungus taking over the British crops. and like. It's going to take 70 million years to <laughs> get it. So uh, what I'm getting from this is like mushrooms are the official mascot of extinctions they're rooting for it yeah they want it to happen but at the same time they're like prepping it for well yeah it's you're like it's the long game Mm -hmm. for them because they're prepping it for the next cycle of life and then extinction they're in control if we made i know you kind of have the uh, thylacine as the unofficial mascot of the podcast but probably should be mushroom what if we do cordyceps growing out of the Tasmanian tiger's head? <laughs> I'll see if I can get the AI to generate such a thing. Please do. Go on a mid-journey for the pod. <laughs> Let's see what I can do. <laughs> Any more tidbits? Yes. Okay. Well, just we don't know a lot about this kingdom. We've identified around 150,000 species, but there's likely closer to 4 million Okay. Yeah. Basically, it's estimated we're unaware of about 90% of the fungus that are out there. Yeah. We know nothing. Uh, So here's some cool facts. Not camel facts, just cool facts. Some some fungus, they glow in the dark. They have bioluminescence. Cool. And Lego, they are made of idaconic acid, which is derived from a fungus. Legos are? Legos. And you know that they're using mushrooms to grow eco-friendly packaging, ship stuff. Yes, I read that too. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to include that, but it didn't sound like you would have found that was interesting. I thought you would have been more of a Lego person, so I put that Oh, I am a Lego person, but I just, you know, throwing out some mushroom facts (laughs) <laughs> that I had laying around. I'm not doing a, se- a service. It's fine. Uh, all right. Last of Us, w- one more time. I know they say it's really unrealistic. It's not going to happen. Cordyceps isn't going to take us over. But I guess part of me kind of thinks that it still could. And it kind of wants it to. Because something's going to get us. You know, and snakes, (laughs) don't you dare. No, please. No. 
Ti- uh, Return of the Titanoboa. <laughs> I think something's going to get us, and it might as well be the fungi. You know, they're the masters of the hey, world. In the end, they're going to get us. That's true. Yeah, they will get, they get our bodies and... I don't know. Do you think you think it's realistic? It's going to happen. Uh, that fungus makes the leap to control our brains? Probably yeah. not. If I'm being honest, for all the reasons we already kind of laid out, and take a long time to evolve. There's not like a little part of you that's like maybe because organisms have been known to make great leaps in short periods of time. I'm not going to say it's impossible. It's just improbable. <laughs> Sorry. Ah, well, I think we've proven to, what do you have there? You got something? I'm going to play us off. Oh, I was going to say, I think we've proven to our listeners that when we delve into popular culture, we are in a realm, a kingdom of information that we are unfamiliar with and unadapted to. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) This whole store is a heartbreaking this episode is brought to you by Kronga Green Slime. Dreams, hearts, trees, birds, dogs, snakes. Forget you, forget me. It's just cheap stuff that breaks. And in the land after time. Blame off, Melissa. Time after land. I'm holding back tears. They'll just roll out the slime. <laughs> the most trusted brand when push comes to shove it'll be krongu no dismissals no disbarments this is what we were no talking about tears, i know no he already love, did this no episode of disposable varmints bye okay, thanks everyone for listening to this weird episode don't let those fungus get ya all right bye wash your feet A Peg Lake Deer production.